0: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever
2: you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Rams and the Cowboys meet in a big NFC matchup in Week 8. Is this a must-win game for both teams? All that more in this crossover edition of the Locked On Rams and Locked On Cowboys podcast.
0: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network. Your on. team every day. Locked on.
2: Lock, 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 on. locked on. Cowboys. Locked on. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This crossover edition is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. We've got a very special guest today. It is Doug McCain. Follow him on Twitter at uh, DMAC underscore la he is the host of locked on rams getting you ready for this huge nfc battle between the cowboys
0: and the rams doug how are you doing today sir How's it going, Marcus? I appreciate you having me. Shout out to uh, the Cowboys fans out there. There are many of you, even here in Los Angeles, there's Cowboys fans everywhere. I open up my fridge, there's Cowboys fans. It's all about the Cowboys-America's team. But excited about this match. I mean, like you said, it's a must-win game for the Rams. You got to win one of these next two to keep those playoff chances alive. But very excited about this one in Big D. Uh, We're going
2: to get to the biggest storylines, the key matchups, and then some predictions for this game. But I want to just start with this. Is this kind of a must-win game for L.A.? Because I know it is for the Cowboys with their schedule coming up, and especially with Philadelphia coming up in Week 9. You really can't afford to drop to 4-3 and if you want to stay in the NFC uh, divisional hunt. What about for L.A.?
0: Absolutely, this is a hundred percent a must win. I mean, you look at where they're at right now. You're in a three way tie with the Vikings, Commanders, the Saints at three and four. You're just outside of the playoffs, under 500, one game back from the Bucks, who currently have that seventh seed. And since 1990, only nine teams have made the playoffs after going three and five. So I don't like those odds. And you just look at the momentum of this Rams team because they've been competitive with some of the best teams in the league: the 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles. They've also shot themselves in the foot and had some bad losses where they could have won. You could have beaten the Bengals on the road. You could have beaten the Steelers this past week. I mean, you had a big opportunity. Your friend, Brett Maher, Cowboys legend, kind of screwed us over, and he cost the Rams seven points and missed two field goals, an extra point, and was a big reason why they lost that game. By the way, I will say that this is a must-win. There's no doubt about it because, look, if you lose this game, And you head into Green Bay and you lose that game. And then you really start to tailspin. Another reason why I think it's a big win, too, is what does this do for the Rams at the trade deadline? Now, I think no matter what, they're going to most likely stand firm. You're not going to see them go out there and make any big splash moves. The Von Miller types, they're just not in a financial position to do that with less than $5 million in cap space right now. But does this turn them into sellers if they do lose? That's kind of the big question I have right now.
2: Listen, Brett Maher is not the only reason the Rams lost that game. They got job on a pass interference call late in that game. That Keller I, I don't want to go back and talk about this game because I'm still so frustrated with the way that game ended last week. Uh, oh. in that, we don't, we don't need to talk about the Kenny Pickett spot, do we? Like everybody knows, it was
0: horrific. Right? <laughs> look, man, I, look, we're steaming about. It. I mean, he was clearly short of that. And look, the thing I say though is the way that Rams offense was moving in the fourth quarter. There was no guarantee that they were going to go tie the game after that. And look, it doesn't come down to one play. It was frustrating. I think I'm a little more frustrated about that phantom PI call before that with Akella Witherspoon. But look, the reality is this Rams team has not done enough in the second half. I mean, you saw yeah. Matthew Stafford over 4 in the fourth quarter. They weren't able to generate very much offense. A lot of talk right now about the health of Matthew Stafford. How close is he to 100%? He got banged up in the Colts game a few weeks ago. He's not stepping into his throws as much. You're seeing him miss guys. You'll see those elite throws. I mean, you'll see the wow throws all day long, but it's just the consistency on a down-by-down basis. And then the mistakes. I mean, the T.J. Watt interception was an incredible play. I mean, Marcus, not a lot of guys that are going to make that interception. you got superstars on your own end, the Micah Parsons type. So... That really is the big issue. Can you limit mistakes if you're Matthew Stafford and try to avoid those back-breaking interceptions?
2: And for the Cowboys, the biggest storyline coming out of their their Week 7 bye is, what kind of team is this? Is this a good team that's just going to, you know, get to 9, 10, 11 wins and maybe make it through the first round of the playoffs? Or is this one of the elite teams in the NFL where – you know, you get in the playoffs and you could make a run, you know, to the Super Bowl. I still think we're finding this out, finding that out after being blown out by the 49ers in week five, after getting a really ugly win against the Chargers. I'm not sure what type of team this is for the Cowboys. I want to see what they look like in this game when you're at home, you're well rested. You've got the, the Rams coming off, you know, a, a pretty hard fought game talent wise. The Cowboys are much better. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to win, but this is a game that you should win. Can you take care of business against a Rams team that's going to, I think, feel pretty desperate to come in, play well, and try to get a win to try to salvage their season?
0: Yeah, you said it right there. This Rams team, they're going to be motivated to try to make up for that loss against the Steelers. They don't want to... Have this season slide? Look, the reality is: is it a must-win by definition? No. But as far as overall team morale, as far as the momentum of this season, the trajectory of where they're going, if you go into Dallas and you win a game that you're not supposed to, right? You win a game where you're a six and a half point underdog. That's definitely going to make you feel better about some of these losses early in the season, losses like the Steelers and games like that. But I will want to ask you those: How are we feeling about the McCarthy play-cong situation? Kellen Moore is gone. McCarthy more of a. West west coast style feels like you're watching this cow i watch a lot of cowboys games because my dad's like the cowboys right if you watch this cowboys team you you see a lot of marching down the field and then we go to the red zone it kind of comes to a complete halt feels like the running game isn't quite there and not use the middle of the field as much but where are we at as far as mike mccarthy as a play caller
2: i don't feel great i mean it it just everything feels very clunky with this offense and it was at times last year with Kellen Moore too, but there's just no rhythm yet. And I think the, the big issue, Doug, is they can't run the ball at all. They're getting killed on first and second down when it comes to efficiency in the run game. I think if they can get the rushing attack to start being better and a little bit more efficient, things will flow uh, more smoothly. And listen, we, we don't need to talk too much about last year's matchup, but Tony Pollard ran really well against the Rams last year. He had a, you know, I think it was like a 65-yard touchdown run. He had a monster game. We just haven't seen that at all from Pollard or any of the other running backs. So until the Cowboys get that rushing attack fixed, I think this offense is going to be one of those ones where, yeah, they can move the ball at times, but do you trust them in any big spots? I I honestly, right now, the answer is no.
0: Yeah, it feels that offensive line has been banged up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now it feels like guys getting healthy to get that continuity back. So, yeah, I remember that Pollard had a big game last year, and that really is an issue with this Rams team at times is – Can you run the ball against them? Can you get pressure on the quarterback? Because sometimes they can't stop a nosebleed. Other times they're really the game changer as far as their secondary, preventing big plays and finding a way to get to the quarterback. So that to me is going to be the interesting matchup for this Rams team is, can you get pressure with those front four? Can Aaron Donald make plays? Because he was really a non-factor last Week against the Steelers. Yeah. They did a really nice job neutralizing him. And you know, having Michael Parsons, moving him around to find the weak spots and try to get him in position to make plays that you can disrupt a game plan. You can ruin an entire game. Also say, we're going to the big storylines. One of the big storylines in Rams land, Marcus, is Sean McVay just had his first child. He had his son. I don't know if you saw that tweet. The Rams tweet out delivered. transaction. So, yeah, I mean, my first question is, can he kick a football? Can we use him as a kicker already? Because we need a kicker. I don't know if his first words were screen pass to Cooper Cup. I'm not sure what it was, but that's another storyline. And yeah, I'm sure Sean McVay is going to be maybe just somewhat distracted, a little glowing, and it's going to be very interesting seeing you know, if we get that first win as a father. Can't wait
2: to talk about some of the key matchups. We'll talk about all of them, including who's going to cover Puka Nakua next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, time to order in with DoorDash. If you're going to be at the Cowboys game uh, this weekend, you're near the AT&T Stadium, go check out some of the awesome local restaurants right around the stadium, including one of my favorites, 24-7 taco. Absolutely phenomenal tacos in and quesadillas if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for the watch party or the tailgate. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23 subject to terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order When you download DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, again, subject to change, terms apply. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time sounds like a real game changer. If you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back to this crossover edition of the locked on Rams and locked on Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that locked on is kicking up our coverage with locked on NFL kickoff live each Friday. Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every locked on NFL YouTube channel Host Tanisha Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, Doug, let's talk about some of the key matchups. Which ones are you
0: going to be keeping your eye on here? You mentioned Puka Nakua earlier. You got Duron Bland. I think he's done a pretty admirable job. You got the injury to Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore, had his ups and downs. And really, I think for this Rams team, you're need to score points. And you got to do it through the air. And Puka Nakua, as you mentioned, he's been absolute revelation. He's someone on pace to have over 1,000 yards. I mean, you rarely see fifth-round picks have... Thousand yard seasons. How about fifth round picks that are rookies? And Pugetuku has been phenomenal finding soft zones, getting yards after catch. I don't know if you saw the pretty catch he had on the far sideline. I don't know how he got split in. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, he's been incredible. Now, I'm looking at Cooper Cup as well because Cooper Cup, he was fantastic in his first two games back. I mean, he was outstanding top four in basically every single receiving category. Last week, he had a clunker. I mean, he had two catches on seven targets for 29 yards, had two drops. So as far as the receiving core goes, Cooper Cubs going to have to have a big bounce back game. And I know he's losing sleep over those two drops that really cost them three points and really changed the game. So looking for the Rams through the air to try to have an impact. Matthew Stafford, going to talk about him a little bit here, but that's really the first guys I'm looking at.
2: Yeah, and I'm curious to see how the Cowboys are going to match up with these two receivers. Because if you remember last year, the Cowboys actually had Trayvon Diggs following Cooper Cup into the slot. Now, Cup burnt them for a long touchdown earlier in the game. But other than that, kept them in check. And I think the thing with Dallas is they wanted to make sure that the other pieces didn't beat them. But now with Puka Nakua, you can't really just do that. You can't double Cooper Cup and then leave everybody else you know, in single coverage. Uh, this is a tough matchup. Uh, Deron Bland has been outstanding. You've mentioned him. Uh, but he will give up some yards. Same with Stefan Gilmore, who is getting up there in age a little bit. I, I'm going to guess that we see a lot of zone coverage, <clears throat> but Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua kill it in zone coverage. Yeah. It, it, so the, the, the real answer here for me is can the Cowboys pass rush get to Matt Stafford Stafford quick enough and often enough to force him to throw the ball the, underneath, take sacks, throw the ball away? Because, Man-on-man, man, the Cowboys aren't going to be able to cover these two receivers.
0: Yeah, and that really is the big issue with Matthew Stafford this year. Is He is, like we said, made those wild throws at times. But when you see the interceptions, when you see the misplays, it's usually because the other team is getting pressure. And if you look at this season, he has a 79.3 rating against pressure, faced pressure 40% of the time of his dropbacks last week against the Steelers. And you got the Cowboys, man, a 45.9. QB pressure. That's first in the league. Talking about a top 10 team when it comes to blitzes. So, that is the game right there. Because this Rams offensive line, they've been betters from last season where they were decimated by injuries. You had some continuity. You had some consistency. But left tackle, Alaric Jackson, he's taken some steps in the wrong direction. Joe Noteboom. You got Steve Avila. Some of these guys have performed better than others, but can you protect Matthew Stafford? Can you give him time to throw? And the other big key is when it comes to Matthew Stafford is how will he perform in the second half? That has been really the big issue. I mentioned earlier in the show, he went 0 for 4 with an incompletion and was really struggling in the fourth quarter in his last game and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he kind of wears down and you see more interceptions in the second half and just his overall completion percentage really suffers so that to me is going to be the game right there how do you handle this pass rush of the Cowboys are we going to see more quick passes getting the ball out will you commit to the run even with you're starting running back out after the bye week. Kyron Williams is out. Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman—they were great last week. The Rams rushed the ball 31 times, so they did commit to the run. So, can you get Anthony on the ground and try to neutralize this pass rush of the Cowboys?
2: I will say something about Jackson that I noticed last week when he was going up against Alex Highsmith—is he'll give you the edge. Like Highsmith was beating him with speed all game long, but. I thought Stafford did a really good job of stepping up into the pocket, so Highsmith couldn't get those strip sacks. I mean, I'm telling you, there was like 15 times in this game that I thought, oh, man, okay, here's a strip sack, and then Stafford takes two steps up, delivers a nice ball, and avoids the sack. If the Cowboys are going to win in this game, it's not going to be by speed rushes on the outside. It's going to be by creating pressure up the middle, forcing Stafford kind of to drop back in the pocket and have to scramble out because he is really good at not taking those strip sacks.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the issue. I mean, go back to Alec Jackson. It just it just feels like last couple weeks he's been a step behind. And if you get a explosive edge rusher against him, it's going to be difficult at times. So that's a matchup you can absolutely exploit, but for me in this one, if this defense is able to try to keep things slow for this Cowboys team that I feels like a lot of Cowboys fans are frustrated about the red zone offense, yeah. right? now, Right. And that's really this Rams calling card is that they bend, but don't break. They find a way to keep teams out of the end zone. Yes, they are a bad second half team. There's no doubt about that, but as far as the overall talent level, they've overachieved, right? And you also have to look at Darian Kendrick. So Darian Kendrick, yeah. cornerback, he was barbecued chicken last week and CD lamb, We know you guys want more from Michael Gallup, right? He's kind of had a down year, but Darren Kendrick versus CeeDee Lamb or Kella Witherspoon, who really had his first bad game of the season. who really had been an elite cornerback throughout this year. Last week, Kendrick gave up 22.3 yards per reception. He was the third-worst cornerback in coverage as far as PFF grades. Take those with a grain of salt, but still, I mean, that's a matchup where you could exploit because this secondary they've been a lot better than most people had expected, right? Everyone expected that this was a team that the offense was going to carry the team. They were going to have to outscore opponents, but really this defense has kept this team in games all season long. But last week was really the first game where you really had some major questions about the secondary.
2: Yeah. Shout out to Raheem Morris, who has got these guys playing really well, but you highlighted Kendrick. And that's kind of the guy that I've been circling all week now coming out of school. Not a burner, to say the least. I mean, he's a, he's not a fast corner. And this is one of the things that we'd like to see as Cowboy fans is that Dallas using Brandon Cooks more down the field. So I wonder, with CeeDee Lamb playing more in the slot, Michael Gallup kind of lining up as the X and maybe trying to get him against the Keller Witherspoon, if the Cowboys don't go out of their way to try to get Brandon Cooks matched up against Kendrick and take shots down the field because – I think of their three corners, that's probably the one that the Cowboys want to target the most.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely the matchup you want to try to exploit. And look, the thing about this Rams secondary, though, is they don't rely on pressure to be effective, right? And they have found a way to just keep teams in games. I will say, Akella Witherspoon, he's someone who through five, six, seven, eight weeks, He's someone that he's established himself as one of the better cornerbacks in the league, but you talk to fans of the Steelers, you talk to fans of the 49ers, they'll tell you that towards the second half of the season, he tends to have a drop-off. So that's kind of a big question I have is can he get back on track after a frustrating afternoon against the Steelers? But how about Dak Prescott? I mean, I think he's one of the most fascinating, one of the most talked-about, one of the most polarizing players in the NFL, six TDs, four INTs, a 91 rating, seven yards per attempt. How do we feel about him this season?
2: I honestly don't feel any different than I have in the last four or five seasons where it's, I think he's a a very good quarterback who's not elite and his play. depends a little bit on the supporting cast and, you know, how well this team is blocking up front. Now that the Cowboys have all five of their offensive linemen back, it's been a bit of a struggle over the last couple of weeks. I expect them to look better in week eight. If they protect Dak, there's really no reason he shouldn't have a big game here. I mean, they've got the weapons. They're going up against an inferior defense outside of Aaron Donald. I think this is a big game for him. I, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't play well. And I can't wait to see what he looks like coming out of the bye. I want to get to our predictions, Doug, because this is, this is a fascinating game. I don't think this is as straightforward as maybe some other people think. Let's get to our thoughts on this contest next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the spread, Player props, over/unders, and so much more. You can go bet on this game right now. The Cowboys are six and a half point favorites. Maybe that line's a little, little bit too high. But if you don't like betting on games, check out the futures bets. I th- these are my favorite bets. I like betting on whether a team will make to, to the playoffs or not, how many wins a team will get, who will win the division. There's so much to bet on. It's so much fun. Visit FanDuel.com/slash/locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. We want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Jace. There is a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Again, the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you just jump on a quick call with one of the board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from one of the physicians or any treatment-related questions. Doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles, again, everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Go to jacemedical.com and enter promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That is promo code LOCKDOWN at jacemedical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Welcome back to this crossover edition of the Lockdown Rams and Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Let's do our predictions, Doug. How do you envision this game going?
0: So this game, I look at it as, look, this is a top five defense with the Cowboys. This is a secondary that has the ability to try to slow things down for this Rams offense. I think you're looking at this Cowboys team that's trying to take the next step, trying to continue to assimilate with Mike McCarthy's offense. They played well at home. This Cowboys team has the ability to win this game, but I think the Rams coming off that loss, I think they're going to make things interesting. I don't think they're going to get blown out. I think you're going to get a much better game from Matthew Stafford. I think it's going to really come down to, can you protect Stafford? Will the decision-making be better? I would be surprised if the Rams won this game. I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Cowboys won this game. I'm not so sure that they cover, but I've been picking the Rams to win all season long. I've been Homer Simpson. There's no doubt about it, but I think this is the first game of the year where it's just, I don't love the matchup. I mean, you talk about the run game. Will the Rams commit to the run? Last game, I said 31 attempts, 135 yards, 4.4 yards per carry. Cowboys given a 9.6 yards per carry. That's tied for six. 16.7 points per game. Six on third downs. I think it's a tough matchup for the Cowboys with the Rams. So I think the Rams probably lose on Sunday.
2: I have really mixed uh, feelings for this game. Number one, I think it's a little bit of a trap game for Dallas coming off a of bye knowing that you play at Philadelphia next week, like it's just natural to start looking ahead to that game. At the same time, the Cowboys have been excellent at home under Mike McCarthy. And, you know, historically that's not been the case. Like over the last 20 years, they've been a bad home team. I think you're going to (laughs) get a really loud crowd. I don't think you're going to get a bunch of Rams fans there. I think the defense is really going to feed off that energy but the Rams still have a lot of talent, a lot of top-end talent. So I, I I would not be surprised at all if this is like a 20-17 a to 17 game going into the fourth quarter and the Cowboys have the ball down three. Go make a drive to, to kind of take control of this game. I expect it to be really close, and I'll go with the upset. I'm going to take the Rams to win this game outright on Sunday. I, I just think Matt Stafford, who has played really well against the Cowboys in his career – Uh, is going to find a way to get a W uh, in his home state of Texas.
0: Well, we would absolutely love that. And I would not be shocked if the Rams won this game. I would not. I think that the overall talent level of the Cowboys, when you're talking about a team averaging over 25 points per game, all signs point to the Cowboys coming off a bye week at home against a Rams team that – Yes, you mentioned top-end talent, no doubt about it. Aaron Donald's still one of the best in the league. Cooper Cup's still one of the best in the league. Matthew Stafford, arm talent-wise, still can make as many elite throws as any quarterback in this entire league. But there's been some inconsistency at times the second half, and they've had some issues. And really, it's the talent at the margins, right? It's not the one through five or one through ten. It's really the guys yeah. toward the bottom half of that roster where you start to see in the second half of games, teams know they kind of wear down the Rams and escape with the win. So I would take that all day, every day. I'm really just trying to reverse hedge a little bit just because I picked the Rams to win Same. all season long. This is literally the first time this entire year that I'm picking them not to win. In my heart of heart, my the fanboy in me, my heart says the Rams are going to win by a touchdown. But my brain is saying yeah. that they probably lose and it probably comes down to the fourth quarter.
2: I mean, I'm the same way. I almost pick against the Cowboys every week as this reverse jinx. But, no, stat- listen, Stafford has been a Cowboy killer for most of his career. He's healthy. He's got two receivers that are playing outstanding right now. I think they can turn this game into a bit of a shootout. If they get to 24 points, they are going to have a great shot at winning this game. Should be a lot of fun. These these matchups are always a lot of fun when you get Sean McVay against Dan Quinn's defense. Can't wait to watch. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out the Lockdown Cowboys and the Lockdown Rams uh, shows on YouTube. And wherever you get your podcasts, go follow Doug on Twitter at DMAC underscore LA. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.